This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. What is your next mission from God? We all have one. God has something in mind for us right where we are. Welcome to Your Next Mission from God with Julian Durko, where the saints show us how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Based on Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, Julie shares unique stories from the lives of the saints to show how they searched for and discovered God's will for their lives. When we remember St. Maximilian Kolbe, we often think of Auschwitz because that's where he gave the ultimate witness with his life. But Father Colby has an interesting backstory during his priesthood years where he lived in Poland in the 1920s and he established there a Franciscan friary and with one mission in mind. The mission was for everyone at the friary, all the friars and all the lay people who supported the mission was to evangelize the entire world for Jesus through Mary under her leadership. And so all these people in on this mission, they were members of the Militia Immaculata. That is Mary's army, MI for short. And so this friary was really novel and very progressive for its day. And especially for, you know, the friars, because they, these were young men and normally people expected monks to be walking around with folded hands in prayer, very quiet and this sort of thing. But these friars, these Franciscans, they were driving trucks. They were delivering newspapers and print materials because this mission was a print apostolate to evangelize the world through a print ministry. And they had a fleet of trucks for delivering and they were running printing presses, et cetera, et cetera. And they really loved what they were doing. And through the print, Maximian Colby would advertise. So it was growing exponentially. And the lay people were involved too in this mission. At the height of this Franciscan friary, the city of Mary, it was like a city, almost self-contained. There were over 700 inhabitants. There were numerous buildings. The chapels were modest, several printing presses, a fire department, a barber shop, an infirmary, a fleet of trucks for delivering all the print material, and a fleet of bikes for getting around this city of Mary, and also a small radio station where they were broadcasting. Everybody was on board with this mission. Well, this model that Father Colby created, it was certainly something that was reproducible. It didn't rely on him, and a lot of the time, He wasn't even working on it because he was sick. He had tuberculosis. He could spend a couple weeks just in bed. And then when he got up, he didn't have a strong voice for preaching. It was a very quiet voice. Sometimes he could only whisper. So everyone was on board with this mission under Mary's leadership. She was like the general. And so Mary's army went forward to evangelize the whole world for Jesus under her leadership. So... Father Colby went to his superiors. He wanted to ask permission to create another city of Mary in the Orient. And that's in line with the mission to evangelize the whole world. He said that Mother Mary wanted 
another city of Mary in the Orient. And he needed permission to do it. Well, they were apprehensive because he was very sick and they pointed it out. You have tuberculosis. How are you going to make the journey plus the energy it takes to establish another Franciscan friary? You don't know any of the Oriental languages, they pointed out. And you don't even know where you're going. And he didn't. He knew he needed to go to the Orient, that that's what she wanted. But he didn't know where he and his friars would land. So they said, you have no one to receive you. We don't think it's a good idea. But they gave their permission. And the reason why I think that they gave their permission was because who wants to say no to the mother of God? So they gave their permission with this condition. They said, yes, you can do it. You have our permission, but we cannot fund this. We have no money to support you. And this is where the story gets very interesting because he says to them, I have my benefactors. And his benefactors were these three people, Joseph Cotolengo, Therese Martin, Bernadette Subaru. Now, we can put the word saint with a capital S in front of each of those names. St. Joseph Cotolengo, St. Therese of Lisieux, St. Bernadette of Lourdes. These were his benefactors who were going to get him and his friars to the Orient somewhere and establish a new city of Mary to evangelize that part of the world. Is that amazing? That's how real the communion of saints is. It's that real. It's as real as you sitting down and having coffee with your friend and saying, will you pray for me? It's as real as if I had a venture and I needed money and I had a friend who was wealthy asking them to be a benefactor to fund my venture. That's how real it is. And that's just a beautiful example of that communion of saints. And so the year before he and his two of his friars left for the Orient, uh, Maximilian Colby made a pilgrimage to each saint's shrine. And then within a year, he and two friars were in Japan, and within a month of landing on foreign soil, they weren't expected. They had, they had gone to China first. That didn't work. So then they end up in Japan. Within one month, there was the first issue of the Night of the Immaculata in Japanese printed for the local people. And it, and it went from there. It flourished just like the Neopokalana, the Polish name for um, City of Mary in Poland. It flourished just like the same one in Poland. And we know the story. Maximilian Kolbe ends up being martyred at Auschwitz. So he's called back to Poland where he finishes out his life and then pays the ultimate sacrifice as witness of God's love for another. So there's another interesting thing about this communion of saints that goes back to when Maximilian Kolbe was just in the seminary. He was not yet a priest. And Therese of Lisieux was not yet canonized. She was up for canonization. Her cause was being promoted, but she wasn't a saint yet. So he had prayed to her and said, I will promote your cause for canonization and I will pray for it and sacrifice for it. If when I'm a priest and I go on mission that you support us. And so that's one of the reasons why she was one of his benefactors. He was calling her in on her end of the deal, so to speak. Well, what's interesting about this is that the Friendships with the communion of saints in heaven is absolutely a reality, but we also need the friends on earth, holy friendships right on earth as well. And the Lord wants us to have those. We have a history of people that we can look at that demonstrate this. So I'll just list a few. 
So there's Monica and Augustine, a mother-son relationship. They both became saints. Francis of Assisi and Claire of Assisi. They were friends supporting each other and they both became saints. Teresa of Avila and John of the Cross. I know she was quite a bit older than him and he ended up being her spiritual director. But then, you know, they do their work together. They support each other in this life and then both become saints. And in modern history, we can remember John Paul II and Mother Teresa. They both were friends. They both supported one another and now they're both saints. So the point of this is that people sincerely seeking holiness, they find each other. We will find each other if we're sincerely seeking holiness. We want to grow closer to God. Francis de Sales has a quote that I'm going to read to you because it has everything to do with this. Here we go. For those who live in the world and desire to embrace true virtue, it is necessary to unite together in holy, sacred friendship. Francis de Sales is saying it's necessary. And when he refers to those who live in the world, he's referring to the laity because that's who he was speaking to. But it goes for religious as well. We need holy, sacred friendship. We need each other. Teresa of Avila had something to say about this too. When she was a younger nun, they discouraged earthly friendships with one another, saw it as a real distraction. And it's true. Friendships, especially if they're not healthy, they can be a distraction from God and from our growth and holiness. They can lead us down the wrong path even. So it was discouraged. But later in life, when she was looking back, she realized that it would have been better if she had had some friends, real friends, who were, had the same goal in mind as her. So I'm going to quote her, quote, A great evil it is for a soul to be alone in the midst of so many dangers. And we have a lot of dangers. I'm going to pause here. We have a lot of dangers in our life, in our society currently. We all know what they are. They may not be a threat of martyrdom or something like that, but they're definitely dangers that want to pull our society, our people, our children away from God and away from eternal salvation. So we have some real serious dangers we deal with as well. And she's saying it's a great evil if a soul should be alone in the midst of so many dangers. So we are not to be alone in the midst of these dangers. And then she goes on. It seems to me that if I should have had someone to talk all this over with, it would have helped me, unquote. And then she goes on to explain about the importance of friendship. But a true friend will correct with love, but they will correct you. A true friend will pray for you. They will petition God for you. They won't just say, oh, I'll pray for you. They really do. They go before the throne of God and they petition on your behalf for your spiritual and your temporal needs. A true friend also act somewhat like a spiritual director because they have your best interest in mind and they're on the same goal to grow in holiness. And so we get a lot of guidance and help from our friends. And we need to be that for our friends as well. We need to correct them with love. We need to earnestly pray for them for their best interest. It isn't a situation where people are thinking what's in it for me. It can't be that way or thus it will be unhealthy. One of the things that I want to caution you about when you're seeking spiritual friendships and you're supporting one another is to beware of dependency. 
that the person begins to take the place of God, that you need them more than you need God. You've got to run every idea by them before you'll even pray about it yourself. A good test for a healthy, holy friendship is, does this friendship bring me and the friend, does it bring both of us closer to God? Are we growing in holiness as a result of this friendship? And if the answer is yes, you've got it. It's a great gift. It's just, a, it's gold, gold for your soul to have such a friend. It has been such a privilege to be with you today. I really sincerely thank you for joining me. My hope and my prayer and my mission is that you were inspired to embrace every good thing that God has for you, to embrace whatever plan he has for you, your life. And on our next program, we will discuss your life as your formation. This is Julie Durko with your next mission from God. Pray with me. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, we love you. You've been listening to Your Next Mission from God with Julian Durko, produced at the studios of Mater Dei Radio in Portland, Oregon. To listen to this podcast, visit materdayradio.com. To find out more about Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, or if you're in need of a Catholic speaker for a parish mission, retreat, conference, or event, visit catholicfinishstrong.org. That's catholicfinishstrong.org. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through MaterDayRadio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.